0: Hello and welcome to marking out with my girlfriend.
1: This is my girlfriend Erin. This is my girlfriend Cat. And sometimes we forget that it's all at work.
0: okay where do we want to get started this week because we only had one dark and one dynamite
1: i know right there's so little to talk about
0: (laughs) we're we're gonna be this is gonna be a pretty quick one compared to last week
1: (laughs) i mean like there's there's some decent like chitter chatter that happened but like yeah that that was a Uh,
0: joke because we broke last week's into two episodes and they're still pretty long
1: (laughs) yeah no this one's gonna be kind of quick um Why don't we start off with, um, do you have notes on Being the Elite?
0: I don't have notes, but I remember a bit of it.
1: Because that was, I I enjoyed Being the Elite this week. It was so good this week. Like, I mean, there's just like those little bits of like, so one of the things that they've been doing is building up the story between the Bucks of Youth and Matt Hardy.
0: Who knew they would arrive. Yes, I did and... that wrong on purpose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were some like ah, sorry, I just kicked over my vodka bottle. Oh my god, <clears throat>
0: you're cut there off. There
1: were some like very very good moments on both being the elite and free the delete this week. Yep. Um, my personal favorite was when Matt Hardy's kid Maxell. Stole- <laughs> comes up to the Young Bucks, It's like, hey, hey, glad you're here. Did you bring Orange Cassidy with you? <laughs>
0: Go away, you little turd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, bye!
0: <laughs> that was adorable. I really did appreciate it was, that.
1: It was so cute.
0: But yeah, on being the elite, Matt kept having flashbacks to the events we hadn't seen yet, but apparently happened in the past.
1: You to, I mean, like, canonically, the events that the events that transpired at the Hardy Ranch happened right after um, last week's. Was it last week's or was it the week before?
0: I'm pretty sure it was last week. They got the call, and then freeing the delete was them showing up because they jumped right into that spot on freeing the delete this week,
1: right? Which would have been whatever the whatever the timeline is. It it, it technically could have been in the past, and so then it's just you know Matt Hardy having to come back from the
0: dead. Yep. Where they actually just super kinked him into a coffin? They super kicked him into a coffin pretty impressive actually and then buried him <laughs> and not just in bad booking <laughs> he's had enough of that uh the
1: spot with colt cabana was really good too
0: which one was colt cabana that
1: that was where um kenny and matt were talking about like you know their their match at revolution and like Kenny had his hand all, like, bandaged up and everything like that. And then Colt Cabana comes out of the executive dressing room and is, like, just kind of bullshitting with them about how they don't... How, like, how, you know, he, he doesn't need their booking. He doesn't need them to push him. He doesn't need their right. creative.
0: Where he shouted out his, gonna... own bo- his own podcast.
1: Yes. He... Yeah, oh, yeah, there was... Was that two... Oh, maybe, that, maybe the Colt Cabana spot was two weeks ago?
0: I uh, know, where... Maybe it was I don't
1: know. know. There's a lot that goes on on being the elite. No, this week's this week's Cold Cabana was where he shouts out the art of wrestling. Yes. And then a bunch of Earwolf podcasts.
0: Okay. Which was like weird. Was that the one with Leva then? Yes. Okay, where Leva and Avalon show up and they start shouting books and podcasts at each other.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then Leva's like, do you have any recommend I actually like the I actually am a big fan of your podcast. That's <laughs> her little thing where she carries the book very sweetly. It's adorable. Yes,
0: she is so cute.
1: Um Yeah, really freeing the delete was uh, free the delete was more exciting this week.
0: Um, there's a couple things from being delete. I enjoyed the Avalon and Brandon Cutler interaction where that was they good. they try to determine who has the worst record. <laughs> uh it was it was the two of them and michael
1: nakazawa and michael nakazawa was like
0: he's got the worst one no i i beat up jibaly
1: (laughs) i I won one time
0: (laughs) so i'm hoping that leads to something in the ring i want to see a best of three series between cutler and avalon where really it just keeps ending in draws
1: (laughs) That would be good. I would, I think they've been setting up Brandon Cutler lately to get a push.
0: Yeah, he's been doing really good the past couple of weeks, and I have lots of notes on him.
1: Yeah, the, like, I mean, like, first of all, he has the best ring entrance gear in the company.
0: In a lot of companies.
1: It's very high quality.
0: And he rolled a 17 coming up this week. But...
1: Spoilers, you still lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Uh as is to be expected. But uh so yeah, that was it was like honestly, it was a good generally a good week for all of the AEW products. I have yet to listen to their podcast. I should, but yeah. I haven't listened to it. I yet. listened
0: to the Cody and the Moxie one so far, and they are very good.
1: Okay, so um. Uh, let's actually talk about dynamite not dark i guess we yeah i guess we should do dark first it did
0: happen first
1: we we always mix it up i (laughs)
0: let's do dark okay so dark this week started off with the team of peter avalon and kip sabian taking on jurassic express which was marco and jungle boy jungle boy and luchasaurus was it yeah. Okay. I don't actually have any notes for this match I because I kind of zoned out on it.
1: That's fair. Marco was interacting with both Leva and Penelope right. Ford.
0: Right. That's and what he was had doing.
1: like a really cute little spot where he was like, "Ladies, ladies, you don't have to fight."
0: <laughs> right, because they got into it when they disagreed on cheating tactics. Hmm.
1: Um. That was, you know, that was that was a. There's a reason that was a dark match.
0: Yeah, it, it was one of those things where it was a very enjoyable match to watch, but there was no, there was no question what was going to happen in it.
1: Right, like, you know, it, it, it did what it had to.
0: Yeah, thankfully, it was a dark uh, match. Jurassic Express actually has a much better match coming up on Dynamite when we get to that. Yes, yes. That one I've got notes on.
1: Um, the next match was, um, Jimmy Havoc versus local Toronto hero Severino Carrenti
0: uh jimmy havoc from Norfolk fuck england
1: no that's how they introduced kip sabian what jimmy havoc's from london
0: oh jeez, that was my note on the avalon match then
1: that was your note on the avalon matches that yeah, they said i put Norfuck. that in the wrong
0: spot whoopsie <laughs> it's
1: all right i did um, have
0: uh severino from toronto though so i got yes. that part
1: right that was a fairly standard squash match
0: uh yeah C-cur- uh There's a little bit more offense than I expected against Havoc, with an Acid Rainmaker being reversed into a German onto the top turnbuckle.
1: Right. Okay. So that was actually like really cool. Yep. I enjoyed the hell out of that.
0: Yeah, stuff like that. But he never really seemed to capitalize on what uh, he was doing afterwards. Mm
1: -hmm. I'd be interested to see if they have him back or if he's just like you know uh, once or twice.
0: A year dropper. I wouldn't be upset to see him again.
1: Yeah, no he he's solid and you know more local boys that get signed the better, eh?
0: And then after the match is where we got a continuation of the Luther and Havoc stuff. Yes and then we got, there was more continuation after that. Yep where Luther came down and hit a rather safe looking DDT onto the ramp mm-hmm. like they, they're going a little bit slow there. <laughs> It's like they realize, no, th- this is the dark show. We don't need to actually kill each other.
1: <laughs> right, right. Now, it, my one, like, major note is that they finally fucking explained why Luther points at his forehead. Because he's got the third eye on there? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it just, he's been doing it for months and it doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> but it's okay. He paints an eyeball on, so he's fine. We have explanation now.
1: We have an explanation now. Uh, there was more heat where Jimmy Havoc was being tended to by the doctors later
0: on in the show. Yeah, he was given a pretty basic baby face interview of basically saying, like, I, I knew you were going to do that. And then he gets jumped again.
1: <laughs> right. He, him getting jumped again was pretty great. And I actually, for the first time, I think for the first time in AEW, I heard Luther say something.
0: Yep. I don't remember what he said, but he said something.
1: I don't know, but he then also stuck his tongue out again and was like, ah, <laughs> for like the next 10 minutes. We've discussed this before, and this doesn't count as a what's my beef, but seriously, the person on AEW Creative who has a thing for tongues, <laughs> you need to tone it down. Even Tarantino is more subtle than you. Yep. So the next match was, I think, my favorite match of the night.
0: Oh, the this might be tied for my favorite out of the two
1: we have left.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know this in the main event. <laughs> yeah, but this was right up there. It was uh, Abaddon versus Hikaru Shida.
1: Yes, and Shida did such an incredible job of
0: selling. Oh my! Just walking down the ramp when she gets her first look at Abaddon, <laughs> like the
1: the 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 little bit of like that that like what the fuck am I looking at? Kind of face that she had. Like, holy shit. What
0: the fuck? (laughs) That's why I got a wrestle?
1: What the fuck? That was the, like, perfectly captured emotion.
0: Yep. And she kept that up for most of the match until she started taking control, which was perfect.
1: Yes. I think it was an incredibly well executed, like, kind of, like, I mean, like, if they bring back Abaddon, i I would like i would i i know you like the horror wrestlers i do (laughs) erin who explained to me the entire history of rosemary one night when we were watching
0: impact i used to see her live and it was amazing and then she went and did big things (laughs) then ali got in on it
1: oh yeah i okay complete complete separate topic that doesn't (laughs) pertain to anything um I really loved Allie's makeup when she was doing the horror stuff. Like, it looked like a porcelain doll underneath skin, and it was, yep. like, really, really cool.
0: It, it was such a good look, and just such a good story between them. And it's just like, oh, I loved it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm very, very pro everything that happened on that episode of Dark, but particularly in that match
0: yeah <laughs> it's like I, I have notes on it but i'm just remembering it now Mm-hmm. Well, da, 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 da. okay i actually got on here that I actually i saw a spoiler from someone in your discord of abaddon being there so i made sure not to go through and watch old videos of her i kind of still have to because i want to get caught up yeah um, she fucking terrified me <laughs>
1: She's a very good scary wrestler.
0: Coming out, she's got like the veiny makeup and all that, and spitting up blood on the entrance ramp. Right,
1: like the the exact kind of thing you want um, from like a comedy that comedy. Sorry, a horror <laughs> wrestling.
0: Yeah, <sighs> and she hit that in the ring too. You know, sitting up and doing the crab walk and basically going through the book of creepy wrestling moves mm-hmm. <laughs> while getting uh, eat her soul chance.
1: Yeah, no, there was, there was a lot of that. Like, I mean, okay, so, like, I appreciate that they're willing to, like, look for local talent. Because she comes from Rocky Mountain and Pro Wrestling. Yep. And, like, you know, finding local talent and bringing them on the show, getting them pushed, giving them that little bit of extra attention. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing that WWE used to do with, like, their Superstar Show on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Except... I actually remember people's names off this one.
1: <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, Sheila did a very good job of taking control of that match towards the end. And you, like, kind... The thing that I liked about this match is that you felt her desperation to get the fuck out of the ring. Yep. She's like, I
0: I want no part of this. <laughs> Gotta hit fast and hard and get it done. Which she did at the end. Uh setting her up on her knees to take a V-trigger knee, but Abaddon snaps up and starts screaming at her, and just stops her in her tracks again.
1: Yeah, it was it was a very fun match to watch. Like, I'm sure there are people who've said whatever about it because people don't like heavily gimmicked wrestling for whatever reason.
0: I don't get why they wouldn't, but yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, none of it it's fake. Just have fun with it.
0: We, we know she's not a real zombie. Just go with it.
1: Just let... We know he's not actually a dinosaur, but he does have a master's degree in medieval literature or medieval history or whatever.
0: <laughs> Which is amazing.
1: Yes. He was also on Big Brother.
0: Yes. I do remember hearing about that and his short stint with WWE.
1: Okay, so then the main event for Dark
0: was a rather darkish sort of match. Sunny Kiss and Brandon, Brandon Cutler taking on Private Party in just throw a bunch of my favorites in there and mm-hmm. let them do stuff. And they did.
1: Yes, and I still think we should let Sunny Kiss back on TV. Yep. Get him off of Dark and put him back on TV. He's too good to be sitting there jobbing in dark, but someone has to job, I guess.
0: I am glad that it wasn't like a traumatic amount of violence against Sunny this week. Yeah. Because that was starting to hurt to watch.
1: Yeah, no, like, I, I think they probably realized they went a little too far. This week very much felt like a match to me. Yes. The vibe I got from this week's main event was much more of a, like, Match between equals where you got the feeling that there were points where I really thought they had it. Like, I oh, yeah,
0: definitely. I
1: like when Cutler hit the double T, the double TKP.
0: I thought that was it. TPK, <laughs> yeah, the TPK. I'll edit
1: around it. Total party kill.
0: I thought that was it. <laughs> and honestly, in any other scenario, it probably would have been
1: no, absolutely. But, um, this match. Which was a solid match. Yep, was actually really just there to kind of put over the whole death triangle thing.
0: Yeah, it set up the match on Dynamite with Death Triangle taking on Private Party and Joey Janela. As mm-hmm. Janela did run down to help after that,
1: right? And it it feels like the way that, um, the way that they're setting things up right now. They're almost looking for, like, building a whole division of, like, three-man tag teams.
0: Yeah, they they definitely have desire to show off trio stuff more. For sure. And, like, I don't mind it. No, I'm all for it. I think it would still do better if they adjusted the tag rulings to be more like the Lucha Libre brands, which is when you leave the ring that counts as a tag to someone on your team.
1: Right. So, um, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm still a big fan of this, like, you know, the trios matches are fun to watch. It lets the, what, how many existing trios that they already have?
0: The ones that are just kind of running around doing tag matches normally.
1: Right. SCU. Jurassic Express. Um, that's really it, isn't it? <laughs> Death Triangle, (laughs) Joey Janela, and Private
0: Party. Well, it goes back into, I guess, the kind of complaint a lot of people had a few months ago when Dynamite was first starting out and AEW being very faction focused, right? Where you get like the elite or the inner circle or Jurassic Express, and you have people teaming up because it makes sense to do.
1: (laughs) Right, right. No, and like the one thing that I, I like. I don't know. The faction focus isn't bad to me.
0: No, I I enjoy it personally.
1: Like I I thought it was a lot of fun to have like a, that little bit of like extra, you know, X factor. We saw that work really well on dynamite. Oh yeah. Um twice actually.
0: <laughs> yep. Cuz dynamite was tag night this week. Now, there is one note I'd like to get to about uh, Brandon Cutler here. hmm Is the first uh, chain interaction he had with both members of Private Party. Okay. And it looked amazing. Because it, it cleaned up a lot from last week, even. And right. it took me back to the Kenny Omega seminar that I watched this week on YouTube.
1: Do you want to talk about the Kenny Omega seminar?
0: Just real quick. Because uh, one of the things you telling the people there is... It's more important to do everything properly and really demonstrate what is being done than to do it 100 miles an hour. Right. So if you get something like that chain, if Ray Phoenix had been doing it, it would have been done at 100 miles per hour. and would, Right. It would have looked fine because that's what Ray Phoenix does. But because of these three and how they're working, they're going a bit slower. They're getting everything right. And it looks just as amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like good efficient execution of moves always looks better than getting through your moves fast. Yep.
0: Says the people who don't wrestle.
1: <laughs> yes. So, Dynamite.
0: So Dynamite felt a little bit slow to me this week. I agree. Mainly because I think I was waiting on the main event to see who the mystery partner is going to be for Hangman. 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 <laughs> I, um, it, 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 it
1: it, so, here's my thing. It felt like it, did, it didn't hit quite as hard as, like, the last couple of weeks. Okay. It was still a solid episode, but, like, the last month of AEW has been so high energy and so tremendously good that it felt a little, like, okay.
0: Yeah, this was honestly a show that if they were doing in like January or December, would have been one of the best they put on that month. Right. (laughs) But they've set the bar so high so recently (laughs) that it it almost felt slow.
1: Yes. It wasn't boring. I don't know. It definitely wasn't boring because it's done a lot of good work. Yeah. for It's done good work for Cody.
0: Whose tattoo finally healed.
1: He's still not out of that two-week window.
0: Ugh. It was closer this time, at least.
1: He shouldn't. He still shouldn't have been performing with that tattoo. but no. that's neither here nor there because we're not in. What's my beef? <laughs> um, I am interested to see where they take the um other storylines that
0: they've started
1: developing here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot um, of good stuff coming.
1: Unfortunately, there's going to be significantly less fan interaction than was originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I am deeply saddened, because due to COVID-19, they have elected to move the location of the next two dynamites. Uh, They just did a
0: big update on Twitter right before we went live, actually, and they'd moved a lot more since then.
1: Yeah, I saw they had moved, uh, they, they moved, like, a few others out for a little while, but, like...
0: I was really excited to go. I know you were. It was going to be so good. It was going to be, it's still going to be a heck of an event.
1: Oh, it's still going to be good. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, I won't be there. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to going to a special, like a special episode of Dynamite and everything like that. Like that was going to be cool as hell. And that they chose New Jersey for it was cool as hell. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm going to be watching it home f- from the couch.
0: But, you know, that's kind of the reality we have right now for at least yeah. the next little while.
1: Also, I lied. I'm not going to be watching it from the couch. It'll be from this computer chair. <laughs> My <laughs> TV literally has nothing plugged into it. The
0: last time it did, I was visiting.
1: <laughs> that's not true. Emma was here. Oh, okay and we played switch games and we watched um we watched the movie
0: for unsound theories (laughs) oh yes i remember hearing about this cat what is unsound theories well
1: why don't we head over to the mid-roll and find out mid-roll mid-roll everybody's talking about the mid-roll 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 it is really gay Okay, Aaron. So, welcome to the mid-roll. Do you have anything you'd like to plug?
0: I tried to come up with a a joke, but I really can't.
1: Uh, this is a good opportunity for me to talk about my other podcast, Unsound Theories, which doesn't have a tagline yet. (laughs) We should come up with a tagline for it. Basically, a couple of us gay nerds watch movies with no sound and no subtitles, and then try to make a determination as to what is going on in those movies. We talk about those movies for about an hour, unless it's at Astra, in which case we talk about it for a solid two and a half hours. That was a good episode, though. I listened to that one. It was uh, hashtag release the next drug cut.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, unsound theories. We're bad listeners.
1: It's a pretty good tagline. <laughs> um, we'll be recording episode something or other. I think eight, eight? tomorrow? Possibly, eight. Possibly. So, I'm very excited. Um, What else do we got? Um, Upcoming date to be determined. Keep an eye out on this space for yet another episode of Chicks with Dice. Kira is going to be running a Star Wars one-shot that she's calling Wrath of the Orchid. Sounds exciting. It promises to be. I think the general plot hook is that a a force like basically the jedi senses a disturbance in the force and brings a bunch of mercenaries with him to a cruise liner to try to figure out what that disturbance is this is also a jedi who survived order 66 so we are in a post-66 universe
0: is it cal lightsaber it's
1: not cal lightsaber dang it uh this will technically i guess be part of the campaign universe though so we might have some weird like cameos from characters from campaign podcast no promises (laughs) um regardless i have my character all picked out i don't have a name for her yet but i think you will love her i'm also going to be doing makeup so get excited for that because i'll be doing um i'll be doing night sister makeup and i'll have like a nice sort of it, i'll have an outfit picked out and everything it'll be great um uh, anyway <laughs> beyond that do you have anything else you want to plug monday night streams
0: uh yeah i stream monday nights over on twitch.tv slash adorable doing whatever i want <laughs>
1: sometimes american truck soon sometimes, sometimes, sometimes...
0: Simu- simulating last week was actually podcast editing
1: Sometimes you will do um, Elder Scrolls games in the kobold run.
0: <laughs> I I am about due for another kobold run of something.
1: I would enjoy that. Those are some of my favorite of your streams. Not that I don't like all of them.
0: Uh-huh. Playing favorites with my entertainment value.
1: Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to uh fucking Dynamite.
0: Yep. Now, there was a nice little segment at the start of Dynamite with... Yep. Pa- where one of the interviews is asking Paige who his partner is gonna be, and the young bucks happen to show up, and Hangman turns to Matt and says, I wouldn't tag with you the last man I-, I wouldn't tag with you if you're the last man on Earth. Your brother, maybe. <laughs> 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 to which Matt turns to Nick and tells him, You're not you aren't planning to tag with that prick, are you?
1: <laughs> I love the like just the, that little bit of like it the hatred between the Bucks and Hangman.
0: Yep. It's it's just simmering. It's not boiling over yet. It's like,
1: right, like you know, he, the heat's on like borderline where the gas is about to turn off. Yep. It it definitely boiled over during uh during revolution.
0: Yep. And then, and then it they simmered again.
1: Right. They turned it down to a simmer.
0: Yeah. And it actually goes up again later on in the show.
1: Mm-hmm. That it will probably blow up at blood and guts. I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah it seems like the perfect place to do it
1: especially when you have the elite versus the inner circle
0: yep <laughs> speaking of the elite versus the inner circle
1: can we talk about hangman's tweet
0: the one you copied at the beginning no, of the no
1: no 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 he he tweets um is it for fuck's sake or is it for fuck's sake asking for my next tweet <laughs> right right
0: right i remember which was absolutely wonderful when they announced that it was going to be the elite versus the inner circle and he retweeted that for fuck's sake
1: mm-hmm. so yeah that was that was very good
0: yeah uh right i'm loving everything he does right now because he's just so into it
1: mm-hmm. it's very enjoyable
0: yeah so now, as I was saying, speaking of the elite versus the inner circle, the first match on the card is Cody versus Ortiz. Yep. To which Cody's tattoo is looking better, even if he's not out of that grace period.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm still very upset that his artist hasn't contacted him and been like, Cody, you idiot. <laughs> I've told like, did you want to get Hep C?
0: Oh, God.
1: Or his artist told him, yeah, you're going to get Hep if you keep doing that. And he's like, I know.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cody has a lot of momentum at the start of this match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: where he Until he does a sudden bear impersonation for some reason.
1: Right. He gets really hairy and slightly rotund.
0: Yep. And then has like a leather cap for some reason.
1: Ooh, daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wrong bear. Sorry. My bad.
1: Well, I, I okay. So jokes aside, bear style versus tiger style.
0: <laughs> I wish it had played up a bit more, because that would have been amazing.
1: Yes, that would have been very good,
0: almost as good as Ortiz saying, "I'm a genius, baby," into the wrong camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's like there's a lot of good, uh, good stuff happening in this match, um. We should also talk about Jake the Snake Roberts.
0: Yeah, who does show up halfway through with his new client, Lance Archer, which I'm still going to keep. To I don't think Lance Archer needs a managerial piece to for for his work to be done and noticed, but at the same time, it's Jake Roberts. It's going right. to be even more amazing.
1: No, that's that's kind of my feeling on it. Like he probably doesn't need a mouthpiece yeah but like my thing is um yeah it's it's hard to get someone bigger than jake the snake roberts to cut promos with you
0: yeah and he almost got involved too Mm-hmm. when everyone was on the outside cody pancaked ortiz on the ramp and Lance took a step over the barricade before Jake told him no, not yet, which just so so effective as an introduction.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like he was there, the presence was noticed, but we we got more to build before you see the good stuff.
1: Exactly. And like it it worked out really really well.
0: Mhm. Where are my notes? Oh, do do Archer's get Heard Cam left got a Cody butt shot. Alright. Oh, <laughs> During a roll up it looked like Ortiz might have grabbed him a bit high on the uh tights. Cody ended up getting a figure four in that got reversed and then reversed back, causing Ortiz to tap. And Santana jumped him out after the match, which led to Arn, Omega, and Matt Jackson hitting the ring with a noticeable I... absence.
1: I wanna talk about Cody's butt a little bit more.
0: <laughs> okay. Feel free to talk about Cody's butt.
1: It's good. That, that's all I have to say about it, really. Okay. Like, this is a podcast that appreciates butts and, frankly, objectifies the men they're attached
0: to. <laughs> it's true. It, it is honestly true. We'll need to talk about Finn Balor some more sometime.
1: Like I said, you can bounce a fucking Toonie off that ass.
0: But I'm still going to go back to you're not going to find a better ass in wrestling than Sonny Kiss.
1: See, but Sonny Kiss is a gay man, so I don't have a chance. I can still appreciate i i
0: I suppose, <laughs>
1: but the point is that we're objectifying dudes who like women,
0: okay, at least as far as we know,
1: as far as well, oh, Cody's married,
0: so he's at least bi
1: <laughs> right that does i I said I specifically. Didn't say straight men, I said dudes who like women. So they don't have to be exclusively women attracted.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: That's why I phrased it that way. I phrased it to allow for (laughs) non-monosexualities. Anyway.
0: Anyway, there was a noticeable absence from the run-ins. Specifically one Nick Jackson.
1: Yeah, that was fun
0: where we cut to Jericho in the back saying, taking the S word for this hour with uh, pumpkinhead head dipshits.
1: <laughs> pumpkin head dipshits.
0: That's a good one. I like I, that one.
1: I love, I just, I love the insults that Jericho comes up with.
0: <laughs> just like, how did you think of this? I don't care. Keep doing it.
1: <laughs> it's, he's obviously he's been in the business for so long like he obviously knows how to he knows how to fucking cut a promo yep but pumpkin-headed dipshits is just it's
0: it's so left field
1: he okay here's the thing jericho knows what insult to bring out when yes like when the fan screamed at him go back to toronto he he turns back i'm from winnipeg idiot (laughs) he could have gone with any expletive at all but idiot was perfect
0: yep it's like you don't want to waste the good stuff on the audience
1: (laughs) right like he pulls the right thing to say to insult someone in the right way so effortlessly and i appreciate that about chris jericho yeah uh, so, yeah, Jericho calls them pumpkin-headed... <laughs> what did he call them? I lost my train of thought!
0: Pumpkin-headed dipshits?
1: Pumpkin-headed dipshits. Yes, Jericho is definitely the goat. Um, <laughs> so he calls them pumpkin-headed dipshits, and then they cut to um, Nick laid out and crushed by a garage door. Oh my goodness. And he's,
0: like, laying there pathetically, but also, like, the garage door is barely touching him. But he's got some blood coming from his mouth. And they took the whole thing very seriously during the commercial break.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, um, I think this spot went on for too long.
0: Yeah, I understand they used it to fill the commercial break with, but it got kind of uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, so, like, a couple of the things that I liked about this spot, you know, um, Matt and Kenny were, like, you know, selling it pretty well and, like, looked legitimately concerned. Yeah. But the way that Cody sold it was next level. Yeah. Because Cody treated it like it was an actual, real, non kayfabe injury. Yeah. And, like, you know, y- yes, selling it like, oh my god, I'm so worried about my brother, blah, blah, blah. Like, that that sells really well. But Cody selling, like, hey, we don't know what we're doing. If we move him, we could paralyze him everyone step back, make room for the paramedics, treating it like he was actually triaging a real emergency. Yeah. Felt like it added a lot of realness to what I knew was like, I mean, like the blood wasn't even real. It was, it was stage
0: blood. Yeah. It was like, obviously not. So it wasn't too alarming, but yeah, Cody doing that kind of blurred it a bit at times. Right, And
1: it was, it was a good blurring, I think. Yes. Yes, kayfabe is not real. <laughs> Wrestling is real. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that, like... that's an
0: interesting point uh, with Undead Blackbird Salmon and Jericho Hawk since the 90s. I remember watching 90s WCW Jericho and hating him, like completely and utterly, and then realizing 10 years later, oh crap, I've been worked <laughs> so incredibly <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> oh gosh so that's That's what this is like okay (laughs) yeah
0: i understand wrestling
1: (laughs) now you understand wrestling uh so the the next match was the women's tag
0: match oh right before that uh i'm i just want a quick shout out uh congratulations nick for whenever your new baby shows up now that you're written off
1: (laughs) oh yeah no (laughs) for sure like having new bucks in the world it's always a good thing. New spot just, monkeys to train. Just, I was gonna say, just don't turn them into spot <laughs> monkeys. Oh goodness. Okay. Um. So, um, the next match was the women's tag match. Yes. Uh, Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and B Priestley.
0: Yes. I love this match so much. I did too. Like, right from the start when B. Priestley comes out in what kind of looks like a Joey Janela cosplay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Just minus the White Claw.
0: I mean, they can't really bring that on TV. They're not getting paid for it yet.
1: <laughs> They're not getting paid for it? Yeah, but yeah. they can talk about it because x talks about White Claw and Joey Janela all the time yep. Joey Janela specifically said Sorry I fucked that up I had Too many White Claws in a <laughs> that, promo. Was his,
0: that was at his own show though That's fair <laughs> He can say whatever he wants On his own show
1: um, But yeah so like it was A good match
0: yeah. There was a little bit of An idea at the start When I was watching it if Nyla was going to be willingly tagging because the mm-hmm. last time she was in a tag match was with Leva Bates. And she didn't tag her in at once. <laughs> but no, it seemed and... like she was a lot more comfortable working with B, making a more even match.
1: Right. It's easier to see B Priestley as, like, someone who can kind of match with Nyla. Like... Yep. But then there's Leva, who has lost every <laughs> single match she's ever been in. And oh, lost Leva. one in, like, a minute and a half last week.
0: Oh, Poor Leva.
1: I still remember when she did that um, Wrestle Circus match where she came out in Cody cosplay. Yep. (laughs) That was like, that was the Wrestle Circus that was right, like, directly before Double or Nothing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Which is when... We all started to get really, in- I mean, at least for me, I started to get really into, oh, this AEW thing could be pretty fucking good, eh?
0: Yeah, I, just seeing the people are signing and getting really excited about it.
1: Um, And then at the pay-per-view during the buy-in, who should show up? But the person who's wrestling style, Sloth style, I just <laughs> fell in love
0: with. Oh, Orange Cassidy is just amazing and he'll come up later i believe at least in some notes yeah
1: yes cuz death triangle
0: yep but okay we um, should get some proper attention to this tag match though
1: yes sorry <laughs> i was just gushing about how... i can i just real quick i do i do miss russell circus
0: i do i like the product they put out not so much the management that led to some things apparently but i don't know what happened behind the curtain
1: Right, yeah, no, there's there's a lot that can go on behind the curtain, and you just kind of have to accept what they say, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, so this match was very good.
0: Very good, yeah. It had a lot of B Priestley controlling it for the main part, mm-hmm. including performing an Oklahoma roll around the ring. Yes. <laughs> and locking Stetlander into a head scissors stretch. Which looked like it kept coming loose, mm-hmm. but they would correct it. So I'm not sure if that was part of the match or just something that was happening, but it looked smooth.
1: Right. It, it looked very good. Um, Statlander hitting the Michinoku driver was like there was a lot of good stuff in that match.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. when Statlander she did double team right. When they did get the tag over to, sh- to Statlander mm-hmm. and her and Sheeta double teamed, suplexed Chris on to be tied up in the corner.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that was, that, that got a holy Sheeta chant because shit had, had already been used up for that hour.
1: <laughs> it was just altogether a real solid match. Like, you know some very solid Michinokus some very a missed solid... guillotine knee yeah the missed guillotine knee was good I, like I sometimes a miss can be for me as like I, I I mean I'm probably preaching the choir here but like a missed move can yep. be as good as uh like something that gets executed well because a well-timed dodge for me can get like a, a
0: oh where do reaction. we go from here we've broken the habit mm-hmm yeah, in, so, yeah. in the end, Sheeta counters a top rope double power bomb, but takes a spear and a beast bomb for three. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, Nyla is reminded she doesn't have any friends right now. No. When B Priestley jumps her with the belt.
1: Yep. And then uh, B lays out Nyla and does like a couple little like poses with the belt to be like, "I'm coming for you." Yep. I am very down with this concept as the next push against Nyla. Because, like, so far, when they've used Bee Priestley, because it hasn't been a lot.
0: When. But when they've used her. Oh, yes. Yes. When they have used her, it's been pretty amazing.
1: Yes. And she's positioned as someone who is, like, legitimately. Like, could be a legitimate threat. And this match only helped that. Yeah. So I like that they're throwing. Not throwing. They're they're putting their storylines out there in a way that, like, can develop.
0: And I've also got a note here that um, the women's division is so Mm -hmm. different at first look to a lot of other companies. Because you have Nyla, you have B, you have Chris Statlander, you have these women here who just are giants compared to so many other women wrestlers Mm -hmm. it is it is very eye-catching
1: yes um the other thing i want to talk about with this is um just as a question like do you think Britt baker is injured or like she hasn't wrestled in a while
0: i'm not sure but it looks like they're gonna be building something up for her
1: her and tone
0: (laughs) uh no her and
1: big swole I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say Tone.
0: <laughs> oh, we will.
1: Oh, yeah, because that's coming up in What's My Beef.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, I like... I, I love Big Soul.
0: Oh, she's amazing.
1: I just, like...
0: <laughs> I remember watching her start to get, like, really noticed during mm-hmm. um, Shimmer. And it's like, she, she came out and she was pretty I don't want to say generic it always sucks to say that but yeah she, she when she was first starting, kind of lost in the crowd really upbeat baby face
1: I wasn't sold on big swole for the first couple of matches the, probably at least the first AEW match she had I was like yeah uh, yeah I'm you- not a huge fan of the name and since then she's gone from like uh to okay yeah first of all her abs but second of all her <laughs> wrestling ability i'm i'm pretty in on big swole being an important part of the women's roster
0: yeah and it looks like they're finally going to give her a spot to do that because they're gonna it looks like they want to break out to more storylines not just around the title
1: yes which is good
0: that's the kind of how division division is supposed to go <laughs>
1: absolutely um going back to last week's what's my beef? Make the belt bigger. Yeah. It's going to look like a fucking Amazon toy on anyone.
0: <laughs> anyone not from a Joshi Federation originally.
1: Even then, I feel like it would look too small on Hikaru Shida.
0: Yeah, that 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 would be like the borderline right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Chibi Demon and chat points. I wasn't sure on some of the wrestlers like Darby, but they grow on you. And yes, I felt the exact same way about Darby.
0: I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago on here that I remember seeing Darby come up into streams every once in a while a few years ago mm-hmm. and just not really getting it. Like, it's just another hardcore kid running out doing whatever looks dangerous.
1: The most dangerous.
0: Yeah. But now seeing him weekly and seeing like his promo work since not being able mm-hmm. to speak. Like, okay, I think I get this a little bit better and he's amazing.
1: Yes, I agree. He's gone from like, I'm not sure I get it, to okay. Yep. I like this. Yeah. To Torby is one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> Easily. Easily.
1: So yeah, no, that was that was very good. Like it took me maybe one two matches to be really sold on Darby. Yeah. The skateboard thing I don't get yet, but maybe I'll get there.
0: He just likes skateboarding. It's He's a cool ring entrance. California
1: or whatever. Uh, okay. So, um, do we want to move on to our next tag match, or do we want to talk about Christopher Daniels' infomercial?
0: Well, I've got Christopher Daniels up next before the tag match, so let's that's, do that. That's okay. So Christopher Daniels figured out how to use some editing software and <laughs> worked, himself into, <laughs> worked himself into the Dark Order uh, infomercials. hmm Making fun of the Dark Order and specifically the Exalted One. Yep. <laughs> and it was hilarious.
1: I like that like, they did the jump cut to him in his bad leader uniform.
0: Yes. <laughs> Just to, like, throw extra shade on them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And he ends up challenging both Uno and Grayson to singles matches in the coming weeks. Because he, he's saying, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to beat you. And the Exalted One still isn't going to show up.
1: Because there is no such thing as the Exalted One.
0: exactly.
1: And then when Matt Hardy shows up and beats the shit out of Daniels, it'll be even better.
0: Yep. Because <laughs> almost immediately after that, they announce the Exalted One's going to be live next week. So here's my thing.
1: I'm actually not sure the exalted one is going to be Matt.
0: I'm still hopeful because of all the teasing that they've done.
1: They've done a lot of teasing and I know he will be wrestling with AEW.
0: Yes. That seems set in stone.
1: I just don't think he's the exalted one because the story that they're setting up for him on being the elite and free the delete is much more one of redemption.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still holding out that the ritual they did is going to go horribly wrong and we end up getting Zenith in here to run the dark order.
1: Potentially, but I just don't think that broken, yeah, like like undead blackbird has said in chat. Broken Matt maybe not the exalted one, but Zenith, yes. Yeah. It would be interesting if they had Matt play two characters.
0: And I I repeat from last time we talked about this that he could.
1: He absolutely could. There are very select people who can play two characters well and like manage to give them both distinct enough personalities and like make them interesting enough to want to watch both of them. Yes. And one of those people is Matt Hardy. We talked about this last week cuz I yeah, said the Wyatt. other one is Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that that um that infomercial was very funny.
0: It was so entertaining. I I loved it. But then after that, we had the triples match of The Butcher, The Blade, and MJF taking on Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. And I was curious about this one because for on one hand, Jurassic Express are on a really hot streak right now. Right. And they have been for a while. Whereas MJF is still needing to look strong, especially after coming off the win recently against Cody. So
1: here's... I kind of figured the result of this match was going to go to MJF because they need him to continue to be a threat. They need him to not look like he beat Cody and then, you know, it was a fluke,
0: right? No, I agree. And I, I'm glad that's the way they ended up going with this.
1: Right. And, like, it, I don't know that it hurts Jurassic Express all that much, either.
0: Not as much, but no.
1: Because they've been on a hot streak, it makes it look that much better that MJF was able to take them down, you know?
0: Yep. Also, MJF was wearing that shirt. The eye-pinned Cody shirt.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just um,
0: instant heat.
1: Yes. I enjoyed a lot of the corner work that they did in this match. Like um the fact that like you know they had both the five count and the ten count going simultaneously
0: yep (laughs) and really half the match was luchasaurus trapped in the opposing corner just getting his legs worked over
1: yeah no luchasaurus is getting worked over the entire like almost the entire match which added to the legitimacy of their threat yep because luchasaurus can take down just about anyone
0: as we've seen so far yeah
1: so like the fact that they were able to really work luchasaurus like that was very good I enjoyed I enjoyed the hell out of that match
0: I very much enjoyed luchasaurus with the bad knees dragging the blade and mjf back to his corner so he get Mm -hmm. a tag with jungle boy
1: (laughs) yeah no there was there was a lot that was good about that match
0: and if I can just interject this real quick I love Jungle Boy being the hot tag for Lucha Express because mm-hmm. he jumps in and every shot he makes sounds like a shotgun. Yes. It's just so loud and so impressive.
1: He's very good at slapping his leg. <laughs> um, speaking of angles for people Now that he's actually signed with the company, what are the odds that M.G.F. has to wrestle his dad?
0: (laughs) I think the odds are very high that eventually he will have to confront his father once again.
1: Okay. Uh, For those of you who don't know, there was a spot, God, what promotion
0: was it? AIW, I believe.
1: Okay, yeah, there was a spot in AIW where they did like a whole uh, Mori show. (laughs) where like the person like they they had like a whole thing of colt cabana you are the father when it comes to maxwell jacob friedman colt cabana you are the father
0: and that match was great too because they kind of wrote that idea through the whole thing
1: it was so good they would start
0: using each other's moves and mannerisms Mm -hmm.
1: They like counter
0: cartwheeled each other. Yep. Oh, I-, I especially liked the the ending right before they did the reveal, where Cabana was going to put him over his knee and take the ref's <laughs> belt and spank him.
1: There was a lot that was very good about that match. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the day when MJF has to wrestle against his dad.
0: Yep, that'll be wonderful.
1: Um what have we had next we had some Darby Allen highlights,
0: yep, Darby being artsy, pulling a body bag with Sammy in it across a field. Mhm, you know, like I said, I love Darby's promos since he's been since he's not been talking.
1: I it, think the silence of his promos adds to the menace,
0: yeah. He, he seems to get a lot more through when he can focus on the visual.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, then Tony interviews Dr. Britt Baker.
0: Who went in deep taking the Mormon digs. Because mm-hmm. they were in Utah this week.
1: Yeah, no, she talked a lot about... She fat-shamed people, which was like... I mean, she's a heel, she's supposed to be not cool, but like that's also not cool on a different level yeah like it's just like little things like whatever but she's she's pulling heat it's what she's supposed to do as yep. a heel no she's she's getting over right big soul shows up
0: to which Britt Baker says the only person in your household any wrestling fans interested is your boyfriend
1: to which big soul says I'm married baby <laughs>
0: You know Which, what? Why not? Let's drag the other promotion into this.
1: To be fair, that is that is where Britt Baker's boyfriend wrestles.
0: That's also where Big Swole's husband wrestles.
1: Yep. <laughs> so like it worked. Yep. It was it's it's setting up what I expect to be a very good singles match. Yes. And I just also want to take a second to remark on how much I love Big Swole's Storm ring gear.
0: Yeah, with the hair and with everything else, it, it's great.
1: Yes. I big you know, Big Swole is now a very solid fave on the roster.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: so then our next match is...
0: The long-awaited <laughs> Joey Janela and private party taking on death triangle
1: triangular de muerte
0: thank you cat and also, yeah it's a very strong triples match it was a that that there's no other way to phrase that really yeah everyone went through they all got their stuff in uh death triangle looked very strong coming out of it
1: yes i like there's no way that you don't set this up as a way to push death triangle
0: yeah there was a couple one times... of them is
1: the named group the other one is private party and joey janela <laughs> who do you think's
0: gonna win this one well there was a couple times where i thought uh private party might have had it still mm-hmm. but now it came up death triangle in the end who then tied up private P- party and joey janela into what the announcers called a death triangle it looked more like a lot of sleeper holds to me.
1: Yeah, it looked a lot like a. it looked a lot like my Friday nights.
0: <clears throat> it looked like a podcast.
1: Sorry, I should say. It looked a lot like my Saturday nights. There we
0: go. <clears throat> Available on OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> Aaron, we're not allowed to talk about that. That's against TOS.
0: Oh shoot, right. I said nothing. But yeah, after that best friends do hit the ring.
1: <laughs> best yeah. No, the best friends hit the ring. Uh sorry, we we didn't really give a lot to that match though. Like uh like the way that they hit the uh, gin and juice into the shooting star press yep. was like DVD quality.
0: <laughs> DVD quality
1: yes <laughs>
0: okay
1: like the kind of thing you put on a highlight reel and put onto a disc and sell for mass distribution to be okay. like look at how good we are
0: yep oh yeah there's a lot of spots There was a lot of teamwork and showing just how well everyone can gel together mm-hmm. but yeah it's like if you've seen any of them wrestle you just have to picture any of their key moves involving anyone else in the match Right. And and you have an idea of how this went?
1: No, and it was really good. Yep. Um, You know, like, it it was... It it ended how... It ended how a lot of packed matches have ended recently.
0: (laughs) Being chased off by Orange Cassidy? Yes. (laughs) My greatest nemesis doesn't move. (laughs) Except when he does.
1: Anyway... Um, so, yeah, no, Orange Cassidy doing his Orange Cassidy thing. Very good.
0: Yeah. Um... They're still gonna hype that matchup for a while.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: And I will definitely be around to see it when it happens.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then, after Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends make the save from the Death Triangle submission, (laughs) um, for the podcast listening audience, I just rolled my eyes really hard. Um, (laughs) We cut to Dustin, who is dressed in his ring attire ready to step up, teaming with Hagman.
0: I saw this coming when they said Dustin was going to stick around when everyone else went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Still a little bit disappointed in it.
1: It could have been someone we haven't seen before. Yeah,
0: there was it... a lot of options for it. Right. So...
1: um. It felt as though it confused the fact. And this is something that is not. Okay, I'll see- I have two beefs for What's My Beef. We'll talk about this when we do What's My Beef in a minute. <laughs> or after this match, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, like it was. It, was, it, it's, it is what it is. Um. It turns out that Hangman does curls with beer kegs.
0: Yep, I was impressed.
1: Sean Spears still needs a tag partner.
0: But they did show off Simon Miller's video for that. I got my fingers crossed.
1: I it's not gonna be Simon from What Culture.
0: I know. But it's cool that he got that kind of exposure.
1: Yes. Uh, we find out the rules for blood and guts single tier.
0: Yep. It it's gonna be War Games. So, if you've ever seen one of those matches, you know what to expect.
1: Aaron, we are not using that phrase. That is not a phrase that you will ever hear me say. It's blood and
0: guts. It's the easiest way to explain the rules. And now that we already have that out. Two rings,
1: one cage. You can only win by submission or surrender.
0: Yeah, you can't even win by a pinfall. And the match doesn't even start until everyone's in the ring. Uh
1: th- yeah, but we're not okay, so we're not using the phrase war games <laughs> because that's copyrighted by the other company. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have an interview with Mox where he's pissed off that he won fair and square and is still getting attacked by the inner circle.
0: Yep. Uh I did like his comment on the power bomb. It's like, yeah, that's cute. Nice touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he did. He also talked about blood and guts a bit, too. Yes. Saying the inner circle's going in with them elite boys.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and I'm in their blind spot now. So, what that might be leading up to is Mox might be the fifth man for the elite.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Which is just cool.
1: Yes. And I very much am excited to see how they handle that. Like, whether they have, like, him just not want much to do with any of the Elite after the match.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, a little bit, fuck you, I did this for me.
0: Yeah. Now, at the same time, it's also just as possible that Dustin could be the fifth man because his dad kind of made the the match. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty sure he's been in one before, so.
1: Yeah, no, it's just, uh... I'm fine with Dustin doing things. I just, it doesn't need to be as frequent.
0: Yeah, there are opportunities for up-and-coming people in the company. Right, so. like,
1: not not that he's a bad wrestler. I mean, like, no. the fact that he's, what, in, like, his fourth decade of wrestling? And just learned how to do a Canadian
0: Destroyer? And does it well. <laughs> and
1: does it well?
0: That's amazing. It's like, a lot of people do a Canadian Destroyer. Not a lot of them do it well. Yeah. Now, if only it wasn't a transitional move anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, it... That's for what's my beef. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, like, we got pretty good, in, you know, like, pretty good interview and everything like that. Um, And then we got the main event, which, which was... was Hangman and Dustin versus Jericho and Sammy.
0: With the rest of the Inner Circle out there, of course. Mm-hmm. And came into effect during the entire match.
1: Yeah, no, the I I get why they like, uh, you know, like I get why they allow the inner circle so much leeway and everything like that because it makes them, you know, more yeah. menacing and everything like that. But they're they they're given a little too much leeway.
0: Yeah, it, it gets to the point where it's like, especially the people running the company to let that go in their own matches mm-hmm. seems a bit odd.
1: Right. But like you know it. it I, I will say the finish to this match did not undersell the Canadian Destroyer.
0: No it did not. So
1: kudos to them.
0: I did also like at the end Hangman giving a buckshot layer to Jericho on the outside. Mm -hmm. by getting thrown into the ring bouncing off the outside of the ropes and coming back (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) yeah so like it was a good main event tag match i'm not gonna complain about it too much no it it was a
0: good showcase of everyone involved
1: the other thing is that it's a setup for blood and guts
0: yes just like cody and ortiz was and just like next week will be with the six-man tag just like the spot after the match was. Yep. Where, after the win, the inner circle immediately jumps into the ring and starts beating down on Hangman and Dustin. Sorry, who? Hangman. Hangman? I'm saying it right. Okay, I just want
1: to make sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the first thing we see after that is Kenny run in with a cast by himself.
1: Yes, and he's punching with his broken hand, which, like... I know that's your dominant hand, but come on, Kenny. Mix it up. Don't break your hand further.
0: Yeah, I think he was trying to punch with the cast, but it didn't really show. And it also looks
1: like a soft cast rather than a hard cast. Yeah. eh.
0: Next up was Cody running in. Cody runs in. And he gets taken out by Ortiz on the ramp again. Yes. So, so
1: Kenny gets hit with a Judas effect. Cody runs in. And gets suplexed onto the ramp by Ortiz. Yep. Then Hangman just, like, walks out.
0: Well, he was kind of dragged out. Yeah. He was in a triangle choke from Hagar. I'm gonna try to stop hitting my microphone now. (laughs) (laughs) They drag him to the top of the stage and get him set up for a powerbomb, just like last week on Moxley. When Matt Jackson comes out And he starts super kicking everyone he could find. And flipping off every hangman he could find.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he comes, basically at the end of the match, he comes face to face with hangman. And hangman's like, you just saved my ass. And then Matt's like, "Uh uh-huh. Eat one of these, bitch.
0: Yeah, still fuck you. Then they both take chairs to the face.
1: Yeah, and then they get fucking thrown through the Thing or the power bomb the, the three man power bomb that definitely wasn't stolen from the shield. Of course
0: not. That's definitely why they didn't do it to Moxley first.
1: And the inner circle stands tall going into next week.
0: Yep. And I did have a note here of I'm getting kind of tired of seeing the inner circle standing tall, so I guess it's working.
1: Yes. It's working. <laughs> yes, it's working.
0: <laughs> Hello, my name's Aaron and I'm a Mark.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we forget that it's all a work. <laughs> That's why it's in our tagline, Aaron. Yep. Um so yeah, no, I'm perfectly happy with that episode of Dynamite.
0: Yeah, it too. was a very solid episode top to bottom, but like I said, I was waiting on that mystery opponent thing the whole time. Yeah. So, so th- that kind of stole my focus from the rest of it a bit. So
1: then, let's let's move on to our last segment for the podcast. What's my beef?
0: Do you have a beef? Well, no, what's
1: my beef? A podcast within a podcast. (laughs) I have two beefs for this week. The first one is Jimmy Havoc, I love you. You're a wonderful wrestler, but please use conditioner. Your hair looks so dry. Please use conditioner. I promise it'll help. (laughs) Uh, My second beef is also from Dark. Uh, hold on one second. Do you want to do
0: your beef real quick first? Um, I mean, I don't really have one so much as it's just a, just point on my end of Dustin mm-hmm. being the mystery partner. Yeah, you know, I hype myself up for anything but. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say some, someone interesting, because I do like Dustin.
1: No, but like, it it, so to me, it didn't feel like it was bad booking so much as it was like, don't hype up a mystery partner and then have it be a guy who's on Dynamite like every week.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, my second beef is with um one, Noah Anthony Schiavone Jr. <laughs> Can I call you Tony? Tony. Stop being a creep around Dasha Gonzalez. Please stop being a creep. Please.
0: Pretty please
1: okay so that was what's my beef
0: (laughs) yeah and that was all the aew this week
1: that was all the aew this week wasn't it yep all right well we've got next week with the no crowd show to look forward to
0: yep that'll be over in jacksonville i believe they're doing that yep uh so remember in this trying time buy merch Buy merch for your indie faves because they're not going to be
1: making money. When you're a salaried wrestler, you're going to still make money, but your indie faves are not going to be making anything. And like most of them take $20 bookings anyway.
0: Yeah. And be sure to follow We The Independent on Twitter. Yes.
1: And, you know, retweet your favorite indie wrestlers when they post like a little highlight reel or whatever.
0: Yeah. Just, Just keep showing that love especially now
1: and uh other than that are we good to go
0: I think we're good on this episode Kat
1: all right. so as we say around y'all be gay do crimes bang be the heel girlfriend
0: I mean we always knew you would
1: Mm mhm that's part of the plan
0: yep just wait until we break up and start rival podcasts
1: I don't think that'll happen
0: (laughs) now I'm just gonna look at your butt for the next three hours
1: I mean it is right there
0: yep